Hey, this is Ashlyn, former co-host of the Top 10 Recovery Podcast, The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert. I have had my challenges, but I am also living proof that joy is possible, even when life does not go as planned. Every day I get to help women rise and find their own healing despite their circumstances. I'm excited to share with you real examples of living a life full of adventure, true healing, and freedom, no matter how messy life gets each episode, I will introduce you to someone I love and respect to talk about ways to be the buffalo and to face your storms in different areas of life. If you're looking for just betrayal topics, catch me on my former podcast where there are four years of golden content, all for free at your fingertips. All right, let's do this. I'm excited to talk about the topic today because it's one I can very much relate to. We are going to talk about uh, getting outside to find more healing. And I'm here with my friend, Brittany from Get Out There Girl, and she's going to share her own experience with how it has helped her heal um, and how it can help you heal. She's got uh, a lot going on. So Brittany is an adventure junkie who knows the power of nature. She organizes outdoor events and facilitates connection for women. She is a self-compassion advocate who helps women uncover their critical voices and treat themselves like they would a good friend. She believes that self-compassion is the tool that will free women from the traps of comparison, guilt, and perfectionism. She's on a mission to help women thrive at life by connecting with nature through high adventure retreats, connecting with themselves through self-compassion, and connecting with other women through vulnerability. And... I've seen Brittany in action and it is pretty cool um, because the thing, the events that I have been to, I didn't know any of the other women and it's just a breeding ground for connection. And um, so I'm grateful for you and the work that you are doing to help other women find what you found as well. So welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I've been really excited to be on your podcast. I've followed you for years. And just recently, the last year, we became real life friends. And um, I will say, Ashlyn, I love that you are the same online as you are in real life. So I admire that about you. (laughs) And you are very inspiring. I've learned so much from you. Um, So I'm excited to to get here and share my story. Mm, You're sweet. Thank you. Um, Okay. So let's talk about the Brittany that wasn't maybe (laughs) full of compassion for herself and loved to get out in nature, or maybe you just lost that piece of you. Um, I know for myself, it's, I've always loved being outside. I was in nature club in high school and we did all the hikes and camping and all of that. And then I just stopped when I got married and I lost a big chunk of me. And so your bio alone, I'm like, I'm pretty sure a lot of us can relate to all of that Mm -hmm. and coming back to yourself. And so I would love to hear who Brittany was before I know Brittany now. Yeah. So I, I didn't grow up outdoorsy. I didn't take every opportunity to hike like I do now. I, um, I read a lot of books and yeah, I was indoorsy, I guess you would say, (laughs) um, But it wasn't until I had kids and I actually suffered from postpartum depression after my third baby, where I started getting outside more and more. And I started being aware of the things that it was doing for me mentally, physically. um, And I started like putting the, you know, 
linking the dots together and being like, this is outside. This is what happens to me every time I get outside. <laughs> and so I, um, I started making it a goal to get outside more. And um, that's how Get Out There Girl was born. That's a story in itself. But I was always really critical of myself, um, especially as a new mom, as a young mom, as a, um, I got married at 23, had my first baby at 24. Um, and I just, I liked, I'm a control freak, I've learned. <laughs> I like things the way that I like them. And I think my way is the best way. And so I still, to this day, am trying to, like, I have to learn to let people fail or do things differently than I mm -hmm. would do them, right? And that's how I was. And so I was just really critical. I, I don't feel like I was angry all the time, but my anger was always close by. Um, was and, gonna bubble up at some point. <laughs> yes, it, it totally was. And I was just really critical. I was really critical of myself. And so that anytime I did something that didn't meet my expectations of myself, I got really down on myself and then that would spiral me. Um, and so after I had my third baby, that was when I really hit postpartum depression, like severe postpartum depression, where I had the suicidal thoughts and all of that type of thing where I reached out for help. But I feel like before that, I feel like depression was always on the verge. Mm -hmm. Like I was, I was just up and down a lot, like sad and happy, sad and happy, sad, like more sad. And it was just a lot of up and downs. And I wasn't really connecting with myself, like let alone connecting with anybody else around me. Right. Like yeah. I, um, I had my husband, I had my kids, but I was just like, I was afraid that if anybody got to know me really and saw mm. my weaknesses that I was trying so hard to hide that they wouldn't love me mm. truly. Okay. And can I we just like pause there? Because I'm pretty sure a lot of people can relate to that men or women uh, of just the mask. Let's mask up our inner world because it's messy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what's so amazing is that as I've shed that mask and realized, no, I love myself with my weaknesses. It just makes me human and it makes me me. Um, and I've shared my authentic version with everybody else. I've seen so many doors open and so many people genuinely love me mm -hmm. where that love wasn't as deep before I shared all of me with them. Yeah. Um, and I've seen other people share all of them with me. Like it's been this swinging door open and forth. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Where I share, I show up authentically and then other people show up authentically. And I've seen so many people are tired of putting on the facade mm -hmm. of trying to create this perfect, beautiful life um, this curated life, right? Where it's just like, I'm exhausted. I just want somebody, I'm craving somebody to see all of me and love me anyway. Mm, and, and it's there, like people are searching for it and people are willing to give it. And so you mm -hmm. just have to be brave and be willing to try because there are the people willing to love you that way. Amen. That's honestly, I feel like those are the humans that I have surrounded myself with the last decade, you know, pieced together this beautiful support network of friendships that are this, of, I can just show up and you'll love me even though I'm a mess. Uh, let's be honest. The, I thought the podcast started at 10. You started, it actually started at 9 30. Brittany's like, Hey, 
where are we, where are we going? We showed up. So yeah, you're still here. So thank you. Here's me. Yeah, it's, oh, I've done it before. It's all good. There's, yeah. It's, it's just how life is. And I feel like when we allow ourselves compassion and we give ourselves grace, it just goes like, we can't just give it to ourselves. When we give it to ourselves, it spreads and we give it to other people. I think my husband and my kids are the ones that have been impacted the most by me learning self-compassion and me learning to be kind to myself. They're the ones that have benefited the most because I didn't realize how critical I was being of them because I didn't realize how critical I was being of myself. But once I woke up to that and started getting curious about the root cause of that, then it just spread where now I, I can be compassionate with, with those around me because I'm compassionate with myself. Yes. Amen to all that ditto. Uh, okay. So I'm going back. It sounds like you're pretty self-aware. You went from maybe being more asleep and just going along with life, which is what most of us do to recognizing. I like that you said, I recognize the feelings that I felt when I was outside and that takes some time to slow down and to I think back to even when I, when I started to wake up to myself and to see like, okay, when I'm around this person, I, I leave and I feel worse. Okay. When I'm even the separation of when I'm around red rocks, red rocks make me feel different than the trees and the mountains. Um, they, I beloved them both, but one is different for me than the other. And I grew up around Red Rocks in St. George, Utah, the desert. And that's where I grew up in the adventure, the hiking, the boating, the, all of it. And then I live up now in Northern Utah, which is the beautiful mountains with the trees, waterfalls, all those things that I didn't have down there. And I crave, I often crave those Red Rocks because they do feel different, they, like a healing like a home for me. And yeah. I can hike different there because it's warmer. Um, I feel safer because it's more open. Mm -hmm. Whereas up here there's trees and I definitely, I mean, I'm always carrying my, my safety things. If I'm with a small group or alone, um, both are healing for me and both feel like a sacredness, especially if I'm alone. Um, but then to open it up to other women. So tell me, did you begin, you, you noticed the difference in feeling different outside Then what you're waking up and saying, okay, I feel different. Is it like, I'm going to start this whole thing, or am I just going to start inviting friends? <laughs> Going I just started. Yeah. I just started inviting friends. I had, um, I had Facebook. And so I would just start putting on there like, Hey, I'm taking my two small kids. We're going hiking. We're going to hike this trail on this day at this time, if anybody wants to join me. And it was just to my friends. And I started just posting every time that I was going and I had people messaging me like, Hey, I can't make it this time, but I really do want to go with you. Can you like post again the next time? And so it just became this regular thing where I was posting. And then I had a friend her name is Holly, where we, we just connected and we're connected outside really. And we're like, let's make this a thing. Like we, we started eventually adventuring together all the time. 
And then we invited our friends to come and then more friends and then strangers were finding out about it. And it just grew organically into what it is now as Get Out There Girl, um, which is uh, quarterly retreats and then monthly hikes or monthly events in the, the northern Utah area. Um, so it's it's been amazing for me to watch as I've like I knew what happened to me outside. Right. But I've watched it happen to hundreds of other women as they come outside with me and they spend a weekend outside. It's, it's just universal. Like it's really hard to go outside and to be outside and to think of your to-do list or to get anxiety or to like get caught up in all of your negative thoughts. It's just, there's something about being outside and being grounded and surrounded by mother earth that is healing and, and makes you intentional and present. And I think just getting out of your own head and being present is so good for your mental health. Mm, I love that. And it's the, for me, I think nature makes us more, more us rather than more world where I love, I love to get dressed up and I love to do all the things, but also I love just being the natural version of me who can just go. Right. And so to be surrounded by women who were all just backpacking or whatever, it's still be beautiful in your natural state, but it's different. I would say to show up as is and, and to enjoy that. I think there's power in um, you mentioned watching other women do it. There's power in doing the healing work yourself and seeing the difference mm -hmm. that nature can bring you, that being around other women can bring you. Um, but seeing other women thrive and grow through it, uh, it's pretty cool. So I love that you get to see that. It's amazing. Every retreat that I go on, I always call my husband the first night and tell him like, I feel so lucky like that I get to do this because women are magic. Like I really am blown away by the goodness of women and how they cheer for each other and support each other. And I've never had a, like with my years of doing this and all of my retreats, I've never had a caddy group. Like I've never had a group of women that were clicky or like everything just meshes. And it's not me, it's the women. Like women show up wanting to be themselves, right? And looking for it. And then once you open that door, they come right in yeah. and women are amazing. They're so good to each other. And I love not only watching what happens to each individual woman, but also watching her go home with new friends. Yeah. You've seen this on your retreats, right? Where yeah. you really connect. And so then you go home and you don't just not ever talk to each other again. Like you pick your people that, and you, you stay connected to each other. It's, it's wonderful to watch. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So I'm going to be the little person listening who says, I don't think women are magical. I don't think that they are wonderful. They've only hurt me. Mm -hmm. um, I have a lot of listeners who have been betrayed and often women become the enemy. You know, another woman hurt my marriage. Another woman tempted thing, you know, broke my marriage. Um, and uh, fortunately I get to work with women who are, they want out of that. They don't like that they don't trust women or don't like women. Um, myself, I 
when I went through that, it, mine was a short stage. Um, I just, I dropped all my friends. Like one, I started to wake up to, I don't think these friendships are deep or real or that they care about me. It was just, we were friends because our kids were friends and mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Um, or we served in an organization together, something like that. And so for me to kind of, I guess, shed all of that and to really start to see the magic that we can have in collective healing with women, I did have to start over. And um, to find the women like you who are willing to say, hey, I, this is the real, real version of me. We're not talking about weather when we meet up. Um, we can if there's an avalanche warning. We don't want to <laughs> start hiking. But was that a shift for you um, where friendships have changed at all or you've always found magic and women to be lovely and great? No, there's definitely been a shift for me. Um, and I can, I can, I think I'm safe to say that for most women, uh, there's half, if they haven't already have had the shift, there's going to need to be a shift. Um, because I don't think we naturally grow up thinking that about other women. I think our culture, we're bred to be competitive with each other. Um, maybe dating, you're both going after the same guy or it's just, I don't know, at least that's how it was for me growing up. That's the way that I grew up. Um, so here's a couple things that have helped me because I truly do love women now, but not every friend I have is a deep connection friend. Um, I've learned to kind of separate friends into this is my great shopping friend. Like I love shopping with her and that's, that's my person. This is my, Hey, spontaneous. I have some time. Do you want to go to lunch friend? This is my running friend. This is my, we have the same kids, the same age friend. Um, so I have lots of different categories of friends, if that makes sense. Um, but one thing that I have done to test true deep friendships, it's somebody that's safe for me when I need somewhere to go to vent or I need someone to help me uh, stay in truth and not get lost in my, my thoughts, right? Um, and so this is the friend test that one of my therapists gave to me and I've used it for years and it works without fail. What you do is you open up just a little bit to a friend and you see what their response is. So you share something a little bit vulnerable, not something deep and dark, like, hey, my husband and I are, um, you know, contemplating divorce. We're thinking about separating, you know, don't go deep, deep, but give them a little bit of something like my husband and I are really struggling. Like we're, mm -hmm. you know, we're not getting along right now. Or, um, or yeah, I've been annoyed with my husband lately or something small, right? Yeah. Or whatever it is that you're struggling with, share something small and vulnerable with them and see how they respond. If they respond with like good body language where they're listening to you and they like feel you kind of thing, their shoulders are dropped, they're really intent on listening and then they validate you and maybe respond with some of their own vulnerability, that's the friend that you want to be able to open up to. That's your safe friend and then you can open up a little bit more and then see how they respond a little bit. Um, but if your friend is like, oh, sorry, I've got to get this kid right here for a second. And, you know, their body language kind of gets 
tight and tense and she changes the subject pretty easily or she's just like oh I'm sorry that's you know her facial expressions kind of tighten up and um then that's a friend that you're like ah this makes her uncomfortable and I don't want to make her uncomfortable right and so I'm gonna know that she can be my playmate friend for my kids and we can go we can talk about the weather we can talk about school schedules and that kind of thing but I'm gonna keep my personal um, vulnerable stuff to myself with this friend. But then you might find the other friend who goes there with you. And she's like, yeah, tell me about it. Then you can open up a little bit more with her. She's a safe place. And you just notice, you just recognize which friends are which. And um, not all friends will be the deep friends. And that's okay. That's totally okay. I love that. That's how I have friends as well. So I love hearing that it's a thing. Um, Because I even look at it like topics. Um, there's some friends that I can talk spirituality and others that it's uncomfortable. Um, it's the different pieces that, because we can't get everything from our partners, right? Mm-hmm. So you do need friendships that are wide and, and open in different subjects and, and things. But um, I hope that that helps people listen who are listening saying, oh, because I have, only have like two friends and they're not either of those things where I can open up. Um, it's a good sign to say, hey, okay, go and join Brittany in one of her adventures and meet new people or start inviting to your own. That's, I mean, we're very similar in that where if I want something, then I'll just create it. Mm-hmm. And um come and join me kind of thing. Uh, So it gives us the opportunity, but not everyone is that way. Some of us just want to be invited, right? And that does make building that trust with women and those connections a little bit trickier, but absolutely possible. Um, I think it's just finding, finding the right spots. Like, okay, if I want to create these friendships and these adventures, then I'm going to go to where those things could happen. I'm not going to go shopping at Target to meet friends. Um, there's probably some fantastic friends there, but we're not going to connect. How are we going to connect there? And so it's broadening your circle through doing different things for you as well. Um, I know for me last, so I started getting outside, I would say five years ago, where I started um, cross-country skiing, which I'd never done growing up. I'd only downhill skied and and snowboarded, but I had a friend who I'd met who's like, you actually might love cross-country skiing because it's really quiet and beautiful. It's a very different vibe um, than downhill. And it's also a lot cheaper. (laughs) And I live by Sunday, (laughs) so I was like, sign me up. Um, So I did that with my daughters for a couple of years. They were on the ski team. And I didn't necessarily meet other women because it is a very, it's like a more of a solitude kind of skiing uh, because it's a line. You're not necessarily skiing next to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, lift to ride. You're just skiing the entire time. Uh, but it showed me that I could do things that I'm not great at and have fun, that I could be around people that were like-minded and it, it still filled me up, even if I wasn't having deep conversations or, or hanging out after skiing, it was really just like, we were just there to ski. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started, um, 
I started a, just a free little hiking group on Facebook um, right before I knew I was getting divorced. I just, I didn't know I was getting divorced, but I knew I needed other women to hike with because I didn't have anyone in my friend group who wanted to hike. And I missed that part of me. And so it was interesting to see some of these women I've hiked with now for almost three years, but we were strangers. They just came to the first hike. Um, it's pretty cool. It's, it's cool to see the shifts that we've had, um, just through a simple, I'm, you know, I'm going to go on a hike. Anyone want to join me kind of thing? Really simple. I'm not doing anything big. And I will be honest, there's some hikes that people would say I'm coming and no one came. And I would just, I would just go hike alone anyway. Like, well, I was going to come anyway. So I wouldn't, it was hard. I had to do some mental gymnastics of, I feel really dumb. No one came. Um, but realizing who cares? No one knows that no one came except me. And why am I going into shame and embarrassment? Um, so I think, um, with all of this, there's going to be, it's, it's never perfect. It's not this linear, like, oh, I'm going to find myself through nature and it's going to be easy. It's going to be safe. It's going to be, I'm going to find all these great friends. Yeah. The friends are going to come. It's not, it's, it took effort for me. And, um, also I know you share gear all the time. Um, I had to buy good gear. If I wanted to be, really enjoy the outdoors, it's like, if you're going to go in the snow, especially, I didn't know you could hike in the snow. I knew there was snowshoeing and I knew that was fun, but hiking in the snow is actually, I love it. It's almost mm-hmm. my favorite compared to summer. Cause there's hardly any people. It's not as hot outside. Uh, it's magical cause there's snow all over. Um, but I'm sure that you have people who are like, wait, what? I didn't know I could hike. So you sharing, Hey, go get these crampons there. That's, what's going to help you get up this hike and enjoy it rather than injure yourself and never go again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so many people think that there's a learning curve to getting outside, but it's, there's not, it's just involves getting outside, like just taking yourself outside um, and just start small. Like that would be my advice to people as far as um, like, where do I start? Do I need to go buy stuff before I get outside? I'm like, no, just go sit on your front porch more mm-hmm. often. Like just, just go take in the scene, go to a park and sit on a bench for a little bit. Like just go spend some time outside. If you want to hike, especially now that it's winter, you actually don't need snowshoes. Like so many people are like, oh, I can't go because I don't have this and that. No, you don't need snowshoes. And there's no learning curve to snowshoes. You literally strap them on and walk. (laughs) Um, It's not like skiing at all, Um, which so many people think that there is, um, there's some trick to it, but it's, it's literally just walking. Um, So yeah, I, on my Instagram, I I try to post little um, tips and tricks to getting outside and and I plan events where you can literally just show up. I have so many women that show up alone. And every time I'm like, I love you. Like, I love the fact that you were brave enough to show up on your own. And every time it happens and there's lots of them. And then they meet other women who showed up by themselves. And it really is such a great way to connect with people who have similar interests with you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and away from the distraction of the world, too. We're not... Um, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, you're just not distracted by other things. You're just there intent and present when you're in the outdoors. And that's, 
the best setting to make friends <laughs> and to make connections with friends. But you have to be brave. You totally have to be brave. But one of the greatest things to help you be brave, I think, is self-compassion. Because you have to know that you might show up to a hike and there's only a couple other people there and they might be faster hikers than you. Yeah. Like worst case scenario, right? And so then you you might hike a little alone. Um, yeah. Or there, who knows? You just like, you've got to go there in your brain. Like what's worst case scenario? Okay, that's worst case scenario. What's best case scenario? Okay, that's best case scenario. Now, am I going to be okay with either one? It's probably the realistically, it's going to be something in between, right? Your experience. But if you set those out, I think mentally you're better able to, to handle it and be like, okay, well, worst case scenario, I show up and nobody else shows up. Mm -hmm. I still get to go outside. I still get to have some time by myself. I still get to have some, you know, time outdoors. I get to move my body and get some exercise in like self-compassion changes your world because all of a sudden it allows you grace and it allows you some wiggle room where before maybe you were super strict or um, just hard on yourself, critical. Yeah. And so if you can allow yourself some grace, then everything changes. The hikes that you go on change, the way that you reach out to friends changes, the way you work and the employee that you are, the boss that you are, everything changes when you apply self-compassion. Mm, I love that. And yeah, whether you're inviting or being invited, I think it's either, either one, it's an important asset in your tools to say, I'm good. Either way, I'm good. And I'm here and I'm doing whatever. Okay. I, I just want to go back real quick to starting really small. Um, one of my dailies is to get outside for 10 minutes or more. And it often is just sitting on my porch or my back porch. And I live in a high density area. And so it's not like you live on this cute farm. It's like, I don't have that. Um, so it's a little different. So mm -hmm. even if I have houses and everyone right by me and there's cars right by me, it still does something. It's a really good reset for me to put my bare feet in the grass and just sit. And um, there were times in the summer where like, I'm just going to lay out a little blanket in my tiny little yard and just be outside, like lay on the grass. Like I was a little kid. And so it reminds me of just when we were little, how we would just run outside and play. Right. So to me, I, I really do think back to as we age and become more responsible adults, we lose a lot of the fun that we had the playfulness, the simplicity that we enjoyed as kids mm -hmm. and even going barefoot, you know, to go walk out on your front porch, we put shoes on as an adult, as an adult, don't get your feet dirty, but guess what? The taking your shoes off feels really good. And it's that grounding to the earth. So I really love that we can really start simple to come back to that part of ourselves that maybe we've lost. And yeah, um, you can get the benefits just from sitting on your porch and um, just breathing the fresh air. There's so many scientific studies that show that the fresh air, just breathing that lowers your cortisol levels mm -hmm. and cortisol is a stress hormone, right? That so many of us overproduce 
because we're trying to be high achievers and we're trying to get all of this stuff done. And so we produce excess amounts of cortisol. And one of the best ways to lower that naturally is to just get outside just for a few minutes, just breathe that fresh air and, and pause. And that, that scientifically has been shown to, to lower those levels and do, you know, a host of other benefits, but yeah, it doesn't need to be big. You don't need to go on. Like, I hope people come on retreats with me, right? And you want people to go on your retreats because they are amazing, but that's not where you need to start. You can start just by doing something small, just, you know, taking a second and getting off your phone while you're at your kid's soccer game. When I was at my son's football games, I would take off my shoes and just feel the grass in my toes and just like put my phone away and just enjoy the moment and enjoy the fresh air. So you can find ways to do it. It's possible for everybody. I love that. Okay. Well, we're going to start small if we're not anywhere and we're going to come back to ourselves and find new friends and connect and all the things. So um, if you don't follow Brittany, I highly recommend you go and do that. Um, Especially if you're here in Utah, but even if you're not here in Utah, um, because you can meet up with her and enjoy the benefits that she offers. So um, where can they find you? Um, I'm on Instagram where that's where I'm most active. It's get out there girl. And there are underscores in between each word. Um, I'm on Facebook too. I have a Facebook group called get out there girl adventures. And so you can find me on those two places. I am doing a free local hike, just a gathering this month. And we're doing a ladies ski day up at Sundance this, this month too. So always something big or something small going on. I love it. Okay. Well, I appreciate you being here and hopefully you spark something inside of the listeners that they can at least start. Thanks for being here with me today, whether I was with you doing your dishes while you got ready or driving in your car. If you found a nugget in this episode, please take 30 seconds. You can click on the link below in the show notes and leave me a quick review over on iTunes, or you can share on social media or shoot me an email. It offers me your support without you having to spend a dime or much of your time. Until next time, be the buffalo.